I have everybody's attention now? Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, yo. Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Touchdown in the hell! Touchdown in the hell! You freak! You monster! Touchdown, the son of a bitch! All the way to hell! Oh my god! Uncut, uncooked, and uncensored. King Kong is climbing the Empire State Building! But here comes the Calvary! Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother! Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. Haas. I can't help that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, Woo! can't dance all night long. in the fourth wall. fam and welcome to the biggest draw for the critics the marks the casual and the hardcore we are the fourth wall wrestlecast i am your host the baby face of podcasting jc bones now today is a special day ladies and gentlemen because guess who's back back again the entire fourth wall team is here so let me introduce to you first the irresistible force the immovable object he's phenomenal He's glorious. He's F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S fabulous. Introducing Doc Haas. Woo! 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 Cue the pyro. What up, baby? What up, Doc? You ready to talk about some wrestling? I'm ready to uh, slay some smarks. Right on. Speaking of smarts, oh, let's man. introduce to you our third man of the fourth wall wrestle cast, a man who needs no introduction. And quite frankly, I don't really give a shit about introducing him. So here's Johnny. Now hold on here, real quick. Now hold on here. That was downright mean. I'm not mean on my podcast. Oh, so I just talk shit. That was just mean. You will introduce me right. Pick up the mic, Fink, and introduce me. No, you should introduce yourself. Or you know what? You, you need a Paul Heyman. You need an advocate to introduce you. Oh, let me work on that because I guess I don't have one right now. <laughs> All right, fam. If this is your first time tuning in and you enjoy the fourth wall experience tonight, there are a few ways you could help support us. First, make sure you give us a subscribe. Uh, that way you don't miss an episode each and every Saturday. So go to anchor.fm backslash radio and subscribe to hear our show each and every week, along with our other 
shows on Wrestle Addicts Radio. We have Kings of the Rings podcast, Gift the Podcast, Smash This Podcast, and Not Your Mama's Soap Opera. Check us all out, anchor.fm backslash Wrestle Addicts Radio, and hit that subscribe button. Next, you could also give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Fourth Wall Cast. That's the number four, T H W A double L C A S T. And also be sure to give Wrestle Addict Radio a follow on Twitter at Addict Wrestle. How else can you support us? Well, let me tell you. You could also go to represent.com slash store slash Wrestle Addict Radio and pick up some fresh new fourth wall swag. We got t shirts, we got hoodies, and we got some more designs coming out very soon. Represent.com slash store slash Wrestle Addict Radio for your fresh fourth wall merch. And last but not least, become a patron and show your support. Go to patreon.com backslash fourth wall wrestlecast. And for as low as $1 a month, you will receive exclusive audio and video content, early access to our weekly shows, discount codes for merchandise, and so much more. That's patreon.com backslash fourth wall wrestlecast. We have four tiers for you to choose from. You could be a casual, you could be a mark, you could be a smart mark, or you could be the hardcore. So help us out, show us your support, help us be able to bring to you quality content each and every week. On today's episode, we're going to take an adventure on the indies. We're going to talk about Jay White. He is our new IWGP heavyweight champion. Then we're going to talk about some new signings that um, appeared at the Performance Center this week. We're going to talk about the women's division right now in WWE regarding Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Ronda Rousey as we head towards WrestleMania. And then we're going to give you our preview of the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. So without further ado, fellas... We're going to take an adventure. Are you ready? What up, Booses? This is Double F, Double C, Jeff Pomaccio at 52 Points of Art, the host of Not Your Mama Soap Opera and Not Underscore Opera, where we showcase the entertainment side of professional wrestling. Can't wait to connect with all my ooses Wednesdays on the Wrestle Addicts Radio. That's at A-D-D-I-C-T-W-R-E-S-T-L-E. Can't wait to connect with you all. Have a good one. This is war. Ladies and gentlemen, now presenting Adventures on the Indies. All right, less than two months into Hiroshi Tanahashi's title reign, Jay White defeats him for the IWGP heavyweight title. Uh, White, of course, is the new leader of the Bullet Club, so this seems like he's taking the place of Kenny Omega, who took the place of Finn Balor, took the place of AJ Styles. Or did I get that wrong? Did I flip that? Either way, backwards, but it's all right. Yeah, yeah. Either way, he's he's the next heir apparent to the Bullet Club throne. Uh, What do we think? Is he going to be as good as his uh, predecessors? I think he has the potential to be, and I think that's what they're grooming him for right now. I mean, they, they just lost the Elite, uh, so they lost some of their big names. They, they lost Omega, they lost Cody, they lost the Bucks. So they have to start really reforming the, the roster over at NJPW, and I think this is their way to make Jay White the guy. Right, and, you know, the, the Bullet Club, the leader of the Bullet Club, that seems to be the stepping stone to big money, top 
top dollar, you know, um, top dollar spots on in big companies. So AJ Styles, you know, leader of Bullet Club, WWE champion. Finn Balor, leader of Bullet Club, NXT legend, and first Universal champion. Kenny Omega, leader of Bullet Club. Now he's the, the top dog at AEW. Is Jay White the next one? Can I... Can I bring something up here? No. And maybe this what? is just me having a long day. Shut up, Bones. <laughs> Did you guys ever get, like, when you first were watching, I'm not talking about now being nostalgic, but when you first got into, like, certain factions, like, let's let's go all the way back, Degeneration X, um, even, I'm not even going to say the Heenan family, but, you know, Degeneration that's X. That's a faction. No, that's a faction, dude. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's an early NWO. NWO. Did you ever get start to get tired of them at all? Be honest. No. Me, yeah, me personally, I, I, I love stables, and stables to me never get old. Oh, no, but I got, don't get me wrong. I got tired of the NWO. Like when the NWO was in the WWE, like uh, that, you know, once Hogan left, I was kind of over it. You know, like you can't have the NWO without Hogan. So once he left, I was kind of over it. Like, it would, like when they tried to put Shawn Michaels in the NWO, what the fuck is that? Yeah. The fuck is Shawn Michaels doing in the NWO? And, and Goldust was in the NWO and Booker T. <laughs> just a weird, motley crew of people. So I love factions, too. In fact, factions are one of my favorite things of wrestling. Even new ones, I'm going to call New Day a faction. I'm going to call, <clears throat> excuse me, I mean, the Nexus. I love the Nexus. Yeah, me too, man. I was a big Nexus fan, man. But after a while... You know, there's two next size. There's, you know, yeah. I mean, new days, new day. Let's leave them out of this. But um, I has has the Bullet Club run its course yet? No, I don't know, man. Because when I was watching his uh, Jay White's promos after winning the t- the title, one that the audience was into it, and you remember Japanese audiences being into something's different. Like you know, they're like dead silent when they're into things over there. It's like it must be like a respect or some. Japanese wrestling code I'm not as familiar with. Uh, but I know that he was definitely being accepted as the champion. He's cut some really good promos as a, as, as a Bullet Club leader-style promos. And as long as the wrestler is wrestling in the Bullet Club or interesting, the, the club and logical, then Bullet Club is going to stay interesting. It just has to stay logical. NWO lost its steam when it stopped being logical. DX lost its steam when it stopped being logical. You know how stupid it is to watch Shawn Michaels and Triple H do DX now? Or uh, Corporate Ministry. Oh, God. <laughs> that, was, that was the one step too far. <laughs> the one thing about the Bullet Club that I don't think it's getting old with is the fact that they still have some of the OGs in there. They have the Tomatongas. They have the Bad Luck Fallets, who did start this whole faction off with Carl Anderson and Prince Devitt back in the day. So I think as long as they still have that OG blood in there, the OGs are going to make sure that it doesn't get old and that the Bullet Club still stays strong. And, Doc, like you mentioned, the, the Japanese fans, it's a very different vibe. They're more quieter because they respect the the superstars that are in the ring and want to they they enjoy the art you know and i think there's a respect that the bullet club itself has with the njpw fans which is why it's a faction i don't think will ever get old all right we we should definitely um what that should be a long-term goal fourth wall goes to wrestle kingdom that'd be awesome that would be amazing 
I would, that's yeah. like on my bucket list. I would love to go to Wrestle Kingdom one day. Well, if we get enough people to come to patreon.com backslash fourth wall wrestlecast and show their support each and every month, you guys could help us go to Wrestle Kingdom <laughs> and we will record live from Osaka, Japan at Tokyo, Wrestle Kingdom. Tokyo, Japan. Tokyo, Japan. Tokyo, Tokyo Japan. I totally made that up. Tokyo, no, Japan. No, no, no. You confused you. Is the event um, JY just wanted the Osaka. He just wanted Osaka. Osaka. Yeah, so yeah. Wrestle Kingdom's in Tokyo. Yeah. So we're going yeah, to, if we go to Osaka. Osaka. If we go to Osaka for Wrestle Kingdom, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be really pissed off if I went to Japan and right? to Wrestle Kingdom and fucking missed it. <laughs> well, an easier place that we could go to in May is Las Vegas. Ooh. All right? Because we're going to be having double or nothing. I really want to go to Vegas now. I really want to go, man, especially after the double or nothing ticket party uh, that happened this past week. They announced some pretty big names to join the roster. Um, I'll run down the list real quick. So first, the tag division is already really starting to, to stack up. So they already have the Young Bucks. They already have SCU. Well, they just introduced two new tag teams this week. One of them is Best Friends. That's Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta. Uh, do you guys know much about Best Friends? Or do you have anything you want to say about, about these guys? I have always I, I mean, loved Trent Beretta, so. Yeah, I, I've always liked Trent Beretta, too. I don't know so much about Best Friends, though. Okay. I, I'm the same. I know about Trent Beretta. I've always liked his works. I have seen him uh, in the ring, but I don't know much about the Best Friends team, but... From what I understand, and also the praise that the Young Bucks gave them when they announced them, I mean, only, only shows that if the Young Bucks are going to, to, to give them the praise, then they have to be a good team. Uh, right. And also, the other team, which is definitely, I think, one of the top five tag teams in the world right now, is the Lucha Brothers. Penta right. El Zero M and Ray Phoenix are in AEW. I mean, Doc, you and I spoke about it last week because they did kind of foreshadow it on BTE. Uh, on last week's episode with the handshake agreement, but here they are. I think that's going to be an amazing match. Uh, Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks. Now, uh, during the, the ticket party, the Young Bucks were talking about a tag team main event. Can you guys see this tag match main eventing double or nothing? How can that main event when Omega Jericho's on the card? How's that even possible? Agreed. How's that even possible? Um, see, I, I really um, that thought means- that that could work until Jericho showed up, and then they announced that it was Jericho and Omega. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be too hard for them to take that main event right. spot, I think. You know, the, the only thing I'll say is when they did All In, uh, the NWA title match, Cody's match, they did it in the middle of the card, which is like an old-school thing that the WWE used to do in the 70s. Like, right. all those, like, Bruno matches, Bruno was always in the middle of the night. You had your like undercard sure Bruno, was. and then like postcard. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, if that's how they're booking shows. Then, yeah, technically, you know that match could that tag match could main event the main event could be the last match of the night. Yep. But I mean, the, the, the event's built around Omega Jericho. Let's let's not get ourselves here. Right. No, I agree. I, I, I could see it makes more, the most sense, I think, for Jericho and Omega. But again, it depends on the route, what kind of booking that, that, that they're trying to do. How different are they trying to be from their oh, biggest competitor, which at this point will be WWE? No, that's going to be a mistake. Don't just be different for the sake of being different. Be different when difference is warranted. Omega Jericho is an all-time dream match. Like, Remember when WWE tried to be fancy and, and Triple H and Jericho decided the main event WrestleMania 18? 
and then Rock Hogan just stole the show. Yep. Like if you do that, like you, you can't. This is that's what's gonna happen here. Is Omega Jericho is Rock Hogan in this situation? You let that's got to be less, and it's got to be for the promotion's world title, and that's all there is to it. Well, that's it then. I guess the the doctor has spoken. Well, whatever. All <laughs> right. So actually, so you know. I, I do agree with you. I do agree with you. Right. Thank you. For once. You're welcome. Wow, that actually happens. You guys. It did. With- <laughs> we, we actually we actually agree a lot. We agree on beards. We like dogs. Well, the, the we three like of us rhythms. have, like have the, the, the best beards in the East Coast. I'm just putting it out. Yeah. Our yeah. beards are, are pretty amazing. Uh, so anyway, let's go back to this list of uh, superstars. Uh, real quick, though. So Ray Phoenix uh, is currently the AAA champion. I believe he's the heavyweight champion for AAA. Uh, it also was announced that there is now a partnership with AEW and AAA, which is going to bring a lot of the Mexican Lucha Libre uh, into the AEW promotion, which is amazing. So with that being said, um, so I said Ray Phoenix, he has the title right now, but also from AAA is a superstar named Sammy Guevara, who is the current AAA Cruiserweight champion. Um, I read a lot, a lot about him after I heard that he was that he was a, a potential to be signed. Um, wasn't a fan of his promo, though, when he came up on the mic at the, uh, at the ticket party. Uh, I don't know if you guys got to see the ticket party yet, but I thought the best promo that night was from Pac uh, when he came up and via satellite. He had the cut the best promo of the night. But I was I was expecting more from wrestlers as they introduced them because I think they have to know that a lot of us don't have access to the indie scene as much and we don't know who these wrestlers are. So kind of mm-hmm. like the way NXT UK does it, how they introduce every superstar with a, a little vignette before their matches. I feel yep. like AEW should do that too. If they're trying to go, um, uh, if they're trying to tr- trying to be a national promotion and be seen on TV, they really need to help introduce their talent roster to the viewers. Because again, yep. Doc, I think you and I spoke about it. You're going to have your, your, your smart marks out there who love going to indie shows as like their part-time job. You know, who knows who these people are, but like people, people like us who really don't want to, who have the WWE network and don't have all these crazy channels that all these shows are on, you know, we don't know who a lot of these guys are. Like I, I knew of some of these names, you know, through, through seeing stuff on the internet and maybe watching Lucha um, Underground, Lucha Underground on Netflix. That's how I know Penta. That's how I know Ray Phoenix. That's also how I got to know, uh, Sonny Kiss, who was also, also another signee. Uh, John, do you remember... Sonny Kiss's gimmick in Lucha, it was something XO. Yeah. Oh, God, what the hell I can't remember. We'll have to look that up and get back to you. But I I knew him from uh, from Lucha Underground, uh, and I thought he was fantastic uh, for the few episodes that I watched that season and saw him on. I think he's going to be another great, uh, great asset to AEW. Um, Uh, Oh. Exolicious. That's it. Exolicious. Yeah. Exolicious. Exolicious. Yeah. Yeah. Great spelling. Yeah. He was awesome. Um, Also, they announced uh, some women's wrestlers uh, to join the ranks uh, along with Brandy Rhodes. So first they announced uh, Yuka Sakazaka. Uh, so I'm sorry, Sakazaki. My apologies for all the Yuka Sakazaki fans out there. We were talking before the show, too. Oh, my Mm -hmm. goodness. Yep. Um, I don't know much about her, but I'm looking forward to, uh, uh, you know, we don't hear about a lot. Uh, all right. All right. Let me, let me back up with the exception of Asuka and Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane. 
recently, we're really just starting to be exposed to women's wrestlers from Japan. So I am interested in, you know, learning more about Yuka and seeing what she has to offer. Um, also, they announced the name Aja Kong. That's a fucking legendary name right there. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for this. I think that is amazing that, that, that they got her on board. Um, I, I feel like... Aja Kong has been in the industry for a long time, so I wonder if she's if she's up there in age and she'll be more of like a locker room leader to kind of help these younger the younger generation out. But I still think that's a really good move because Aja Kong Dude, is synonymous with women's wrestling. Um, Bones, she's forty eight. Yeah, so she's gonna be like the, the locker room leader, I think. But that's gonna be awesome. She's gonna be able to put a lot of younger talent over. Guys, we got to talk about this real quick. Do you guys remember that she was in WWF? Yes, I said yeah. WWF. Mm-hmm. She she was supposed to face Alundra Blaze at the Rumble in '96, which was a great which was a great Rumble, and uh, she did because that was right before Alundra Blaze showed up on Nitro and dumped the title in the garbage can. Right. And that's and WWE just and WWE or that time WWF just said fuck it and they just just threw the women's division out the door. There was no more women's division for a good amount of time. Oh yeah, for a while. Yeah, that's right. Um, and also they announced two two younger uh, female stars. We have first Kylie Ray from the independent scene, and also the first ever transgender professional wrestler signed to a. Uh, professional promotion nyla rose and i i have to preface it with that because i think that's huge for the industry and just for the world that we live in today you know um i think the equality is going to be a big part of aew and it's going to open up our eyes to some new talent that we may not have had the opportunity to see elsewhere before so i think this is great for uh for uh, nyla rose i'm looking forward to seeing what she has to offer yeah, I, I liked the confrontation she had with Kylie Ray too up on the podium. I thought that was really cool. Yep. So I think the two of them are going to be facing each other. They um, have a history too. They do have a. history. That's a good undercard match. Yeah, that's that's a nice. Yeah, it's a nice. That's a good like undercard match. Yeah. So uh, and also the last name that was mentioned. Well, it, it's more than one name. They talked about O O W E Oriental Wrestling Entertainment, and they got to show a really cool vignette to kind of give us an insight of who O W E is. Um, if you look it up, they'll tell you it's it's pretty much a bunch of ninjas and martial artists and Fuck yeah. and monks and it's very very it's like Bruce Lee style training or like Batman style training when he was out in the caves and being trained you know in the yes. you know it's, that's different going to be very different and I feel like OWE could be like what the cruiserweights were to WCW back in like the early WCW Nitro days when you opened up the show with the cruiserweights to get everyone excited. And then after like halfway through, you have the cruiserweights again. And I think OWE could be could be that because now you got OWE and AAA. They're going to have some fucking amazing, amazing matches with, with, with some of these superstars. I'm really looking forward they're, to seeing what these guys got. They're, leg- they're kind of setting like the Nitro like model. Yeah. Like they're kind of setting the table to have the Nitro model when it comes. To, you just descri- like you said, you just described Monday Nitro. Yeah, exactly. But from this uh, organization, they did introduce a couple of the uh, the members who work in the office. They also uh, introduced Seema, who is the OWE president and still an active wrestler. So I believe it's going to be Seema and two other superstars from OWE to face SCU at Double or Nothing. 
which would be a nice little six-person tag to check out. Good. So we got a really good list of, of talent already on the AEW roster. I know people are still are still salivating, waiting for, like, that one really big surprise. Like, it wasn't Jericho, because uh, I feel like Jericho was almost assumed, even Kenny Omega, but I still people are still waiting for that one big surprise to happen before Double or Nothing. I think your big surprise is going to be Jonathan Moxley. Right. I also think, I, I also think you're going to see, well, you're not going to see the revival anymore. Um, I actually think you're going to see Randy Orton. I have I've a, read rumors about that, which is weird. I, have, I don't think it's uh, weird. I have a thought on that. Obviously, that's been like rumored. He's been open to in the back room. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, you know, Randy Orton's getting a little older. Maybe he wants a little less of a, a little easier schedule. Maybe, you know, AEW is going to give that to him. But I was talking, it was funny. I want to bring something up. And I especially want to bring it up to you, Smarky, because I know you're, you're a big fan of this guy, as am I. Uh, when I was doing Kayfabe Classics, I was talking about two wrestlers. Uh, the first one is the one I know you're a fan of, Jack Swagger. I love that man. My God. Did he, he get the raw be, deal? Would he not be a great fit in AEW? I absolutely think he would. But he has, um, you know, he's kind of uh, transferred to MMA. Yeah, but it doesn't mean he can't show up there. I mean, Brock does both. Room. Like he can't do both. Yeah, yeah. He had a good yeah. MMA debut. He won his first match, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, he's a tough motherfucker. He's a good fighter. Well, Jet. Well, he had his uh, good luck charm. He 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 was he had our truth wrap his entrance. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's another one. That that guy's been in the business for so long. How could you not like him? I know. I love me some K Quinn. Did you guys? I love remember? me some little Jimmy. Did you guys remember that that he's the current U.S. champion? Yes. Did you remember which I think that? Is fantastic. Do you remember that SmackDown has two other titles that oh, are yeah, the tag right. team titles and, and the WWE title? Ridiculous. <laughs> no. Um, the uh, other name, John. The other name I have for you is um, Wade Barrett. Is he? What is still wrestling? What is Wade? That's not. That's yeah. not a dig. That's not a dig. But is he still wrestling? He, I, I, I think, think so. so. He's the uh, general manager for Defiant Wrestling. Okay. Which is Let me tell you something. Circuit. That is another man who did not get what he should have gotten out of WWE. Yeah. Dude, the Nexus. So fucking good. Yeah, I talked about that on Kayfabe Classics this week, too. Yeah. But that, that, that's, that's deal, typical man. WWE, though. You have something really good, and they drop the ball. Yeah, but when you're running a small that. promotion, when you're working that. for a small promotion, you could still do something like AEW. Yeah, I think so. So. Well, let me ask you guys this. So what would be the one signing not from WWE that would that would make you – that's like the biggest surprise. Male or female? Uh, either. Biggest signing not, not from WWE? Yeah, not a WWE. Not like not them poaching from WWE. No one's going to leave WWE and go join AEW. What? Think of someone else that would be like the big surprise. Because I have one Goldberg. name that I could already think of. Goldberg. 
You think Goldberg. What about you, Johnny? Goldberg. Mm, male, I would, yeah, I, I'm, I don't want to, but I'm going to go with Goldberg. I think that'd be great. Female, awesome Kong. Ooh. Does she still, does she still do the thing? Does she still wrestle? Uh, I don't know. She's, she's, I don't she know. was in Glow. I know that. Yeah, she was, uh, um, was um, another, the, the, another the, the welfare queen. Welfare queen, that's it. Another name, though, out there, Alberto Del Rio. No, I'm over Alberto El Patron or whatever. I, I, now wait a second. I, I, I have a name for you guys, and you're not gonna like it. CM Ruby Punk. Riot. CM oh. Punk. <laughs> oh, why, why are we even going there? What, what, what is the point? Because you know what? Out of everyone right now, that would be the biggest signing for AEW. I'm yeah, not saying they would have to revolve the, the promotion around him or he'd be the face, but he would be probably the biggest signing would be CM Punk. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, you know, you do Omega, Jericho, matches over, someone standing in the middle of the rain, and then all of a sudden, like, cult of personality heads yep. and the place just goes same shit. Yeah, I can see that, dude. I can see that. That'd be big. And, you know, double. so AEW is already – they're full of surprises. And the biggest surprise just hit, was it earlier today, guys? Undertaker has been announced to appear at StarCast 2 prior to Double or Nothing. Okay. I got a couple things to update on this. One, Conrad Thompson went on his podcast and made it, made it a point to say that StarCast and AEW are not directly affiliated with each other. Because they're not. Okay, so this, does, this, this doesn't mean the Undertaker is going to AEW. So let's just stop right there. Um, the other interesting thing I, I read in the world of internet wrestling and dirt sheets, so I don't know if it's true or not, um, but I will talk about it. And it's interesting because the timing. Apparently, Undertaker's contract is up in WWE. He is not signed by them right now. So if that's the case, he's taking independent bookings. He's not protecting his gimmick anymore. I mean, this all is leading, looking at and leading towards that he's retired from in-ring competition. Interesting. Simple as that. He's not going out with the Big Bang. He's not doing anything like that. Maybe he'll get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. You know, he can take any booking he wants as long as he's not directly. Like, look at Jericho. Jericho only got thrown at, like, like Jericho only got removed from WWE, like, Lexicon. When he officially signed with AEW, right? Yeah, you know, he, he teased being with AEW. Even Rey Mysterio teased making an appearance, being it all in, but they never officially signed. So Vince let them do their thing. They're not they're they're part time older talent. They're just doing their thing. You know, I think under is just Undertaker doing that. He's appearing at a huge wrestling gathering with a bunch of wrestling fans. He's never did this story in his career, so it's a big deal. It's just a way for him to make some more money. And he's, he's, and he's retired. That's it. I bet you those two Saudi Arabia shows took care of his retirement. I, I, yeah, I could definitely see that. He probably got a, a very, real nice payday from those shows. It was, it's, apparently it was stupid. It was stupid money that, that they're throwing at WWE right now to have those events there. Stupid money. Yep. So. All right, Doc. So I'm thinking uh, we let the third man talk finally. We're not going to do Why? that yet. Ooh. We're going to do that. We don't have to, do we? No. We don't, we don't really have to, but I think we should. Well, come on. Let's just skip that. 
that. Let's just skip Let's it. Let's just skip Let's it. Just All right. right. Well, you know what? Before we do anything, oh. we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you looking for something different in 2019? Are you tired of the norm? Well, head on over to Wrestle Addict Radio on iTunes and catch me, J-Bone, from Smash This Podcast, bringing you weekly Impact Wrestling reviews. And be sure to check out the rest of the RantWithAnt.com family there as well. Do you like wrestling? Do you like podcasts? Well, have I got some good news for you. What's going on, everybody? It's Will Tarashuk, main host and founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast. And every week, we bring you the banter, the silliness, the good, the bad, and the ugly from professional wrestling. From audio content to video content to our Patreon to our ever-growing community, you can be the brand and join the kingdom. Yes, Slack, even you too. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the third man to speak. I don't give a shit about these other two, so please... Let me indulge you with some news from NXT, NXT UK, and sometimes 205 Live. So the only thing I really want to talk about today are the new Performance Center signings down in Florida for NXT. I want to talk about four of the new Performance Center signings, and I'm pretty excited for them. So let's let's start this off. First and foremost, uh, Rachel er- Rachel Wallowing? Wallowing? Rachel, I can never say their last name right. Rachel Ellering, Paul Ellering's daughter. (laughs) Uh, We saw her last in the Mae Young Classic. I'm really excited for her. Um, You know, she's got it in her blood, you know? She looked good in the Mae Young Classic, dude. Yeah, she did. She had some really good bouts, really good bouts. I agree. I'm surprised it took this long, to be honest with you. Maybe just some uh, red tape you had to cut through. What red tape is there with Paul Ellery? Yeah. Anyway, who we got next, dude? Karen Q. What do you guys know about her? She's also from the Mae Young Classic. Uh, she's from ROH, if I'm not mistaken, right? She indeed is. Yes, she yes. is. I yeah. know she had a stint on ROH. She's uh, one of the Chinese uh, signings. And I yep. think she's one of two Chinese uh Chinese signings now because the other one is Zia Lee, who we got to see at the Women's Royal Rumble. Oh, right. Yes, yes. Karen Doe is from New York. She is Chinese, but she's from New York. But is she she going to be a Chinese character? Well, if you look at her WWE promo, it it says she's from Chinatown, New York, and she's a... (laughs) (laughs) I hope she's built. Is she built as from Chinatown, New York? Because that's awesome. She She is a cerebral, cerebral... Chinese American who earned her master's degree in nursing while training in Square Circle. They are they're doing this. Hmm. They're they're going. Uh, is she going to be like like a nurse character? Is she going to be a doctor? No, there's already a doctor in the women's division in the Indies. Oh, um, yeah. This is the Indies. This is WWE. I know. I know. Boom. Moving Boom. on. Moving on. Moving <laughs> on. This one I'm really excited about. Trevor Lee. We saw it. Well, we haven't, we didn't see him anywhere, but he is from impact wrestling and he had some great matches over there. So I'm really excited to see what happens with him. I, I hope again, they don't try to calm these people down. Hi, Logan. Or is that peanut? Puppies. That was peanut. Puppies. Peanut heard a noise out the window. So they have to bark. 
Nice. Being a little bitch. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, he interrupted my show. Let the third man speak. Anyways. So Trevor Lee from Impact Wrestling, I hope they don't have to calm his character down. And we also have another Ring of Honor wrestler named ACH, which I actually know the least about. Maybe one of you can help me out. I don't know much about him either. I've heard the name, uh, so I do think he was a big name when he was in Ring of Honor. Um, Only because, like I said, I've heard the name in passing over the past few years, but I don't know much about his career. But he's got to be good if, uh, if he was signed now to WWE, so... We'll wait and yep. see. So that's really all I have. Um, as you, you heard on my single show, or you would hear on my single show if you were a Patreon of the Fourth Wall WrestleCast, uh, I didn't really get a chance to watch or anything this week or uh, or even do any research. I am in the middle of selling and buying a house. There's my excuse. Oh, wow. There's an excuse when you need one. Right, Johnny? Yeah, but this is legit, man. Unbelievable. What kind of house are you looking at? Cape, a ranch. I like ranch houses. Amazing. Yeah, I've always wanted a ranch house. Why would you want stairs? Stairs are an inconvenience. Yeah, especially when you're drunk. <laughs> or, you're a, or you're a musician. <laughs> Very true. Oh, funny enough, or better yet, all musicians. Or better yet, a, a drunk musician. That, those are that's, the worst. that's the worst. No, those are the nights that you leave all your shit in the car and take it out the next day. Uh, let's get let's get let's go get drunk, play some music, and go to a commercial. What's up, everybody? This is Resident Universal Royalty King Ricky Rose of the Kings of the Rings podcast, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. All right, guys. So let's talk about some WWE news. But first, let's talk about the biggest story from this week. Becky Lynch has been suspended again. <laughs> for 60 days, which means that she'll be out past WrestleMania, according to Vince McMahon's math. Um, and she was replaced by Charlotte Flair. Now, we've been talking for months that this is probably going to be a triple threat match at WrestleMania. At this point, I have no problem if it's a three-way. I have no problem if it's a one-on-one match at this point. Um, Why? Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte versus Becky Lynch. Okay, sign me up. In terms of now, in terms of storyline, I think it's I think personally it's best if it's a one-on-one match, Becky versus Ronda, and let Charlotte face Asuka and have Charlotte Asuka too, because right now, where the fuck has Asuka been? She's our women's champion. We haven't seen her. We saw her, I think, once. She defended it against Naomi, right? After TLC. Know who Asuka, and then we who's after Asuka? Royal Rumble though. That's it. She beat but, Becky fair and square and made Becky tap out. And why the fuck is she not on TV talking a big game right now and getting, you know, she needs to have that target on her back, and she doesn't. They've, I don't know why they've kept her off TV. That fucking I got you right, my mind. right now. I got you right now. Smackdown after Elimination Chamber. Asuka comes out, makes her return. Open challenge. Mandy Rose comes out. No. Her and Mandy have a good match, okay? No, 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 don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry, third man. Okay? They have a good match, okay? Whatever, whatever match. Match is over. Asuka's doing a celebration thing. Lacey Evans from out of nowhere 
and then Lacey versus Asuka begins because you want to know why? Because there's nothing else you can do. There's, there's nobody absolutely else. nowhere else yeah. you can take this. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I, I, I like Lacey Evans, so if you're going to bring her up, I mean, we, we need a heel. So oh, step up. Let's go. Let's see what you got. And you know what, though? On, on that note, I'll, I'll pose this question to Johnny because Johnny's the, the yellow brand guy. I feel like in terms of the main roster women's uh, women's division, it's not as stacked as NXT's is. No. I feel like there's a no. lot of women's talent between NXT and NXT UK that they could afford to probably call some more women's wrestlers up. And I, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane on the main roster before WrestleMania. I, uh, I don't think they're ready. I really don't. You don't think they're and ready, huh? And it's not even that. I think more importantly, the easier, the more logical way to fix size Raw's women's roster is just overloaded. So they need, like, you got Ronda over there. You kind of sort of got Becky and Charlotte over there now. I mean, you got Becky and Charlotte, they're on SmackDown, but they're doing a Raw feud. You got Natalia over there. You got Nia over there. Ruby you Ryan. got Bailey. You got Ruby. Ruby you got Ryan. Sasha. You got Ember Moon, you got Ruby Riot, and then on SmackDown, why are all the women on Raw? There's just yeah. not enough. Like, just yeah. take someone, take, take Ember, move her over, take um, Natalia, move her over, put like, the Riot boom. Squad over on SmackDown, put the Riot Squad back on SmackDown, and there you go. And then you have Ruby and, and Riot fix- versus Oscar at Mania, and Ruby Riot and, wins. There you go. Where they beautiful. All right, guys, yeah, that's all we have for tonight. We'll see you later. Bye. All right, how about you shut the fuck up, all right? We know that the shakeup's coming after WrestleMania was officially announced, so you're beat. All fantasy booking has ceased to exist for now because this is how <laughs> it's going to be. what the fuck's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but the ro- at, least we know, at least we know the rosters are staying as they are until after Mania. Until then. They yeah. wouldn't have announced a superstar shakeup if they had intentions on moving the rosters. Yeah, between that, yeah, you're right. Between now and Mania, it is what it is at this point. I just, I just hope that they don't, that they don't fuck up the whole Oscar title run, and they don't. I feel like they're, they're going to do her wrong, but we'll see what happens after elimination. They just got to get some talent over it. They just got to get some more, some more wrestlers over it. And until then, you know, I said get Lacey Evans involved. You know, maybe you know, maybe have her face Nikki like Shayna Baszler one night. Nikki Cross or, and Oscar had some good matches in NXT. Or maybe have Shayna, have Shayna come up for a one night appearance and there like challenge her for the title. You know, just. And a rando, you know, if right. you could find a random way to put a gauntlet match in the SmackDown, you could find a, a, a Nikki Cross Becky Lynch match in the SmackDown, then you can do Oscar, or you could do Oscar Becky non-title match, or Oscar Charlotte. No, you can't do Oscar Charlotte because there's no. too much steeped in that. But you could do Oscar Becky non-title at this point. Absolutely. Yeah, it would make sense. Yeah. Just for so there's to, to there's, there's and there's things for Oscar to do. Just gives yeah. Oscar until they until the superstars shake up where. I predict Ember Moon's going to move to SmackDown. Um, Natalia's going to move to SmackDown. And like you said, probably it'd be smart to move the Riot Squad to SmackDown. Yeah, it'd be smart. Yeah. So, but, uh, anyway, we need, but we got to talk about Becky and Charlotte. Yeah, let's now. talk about the big story. Let's oh. talk about Becky and Charlotte and uh, Ronda Rousey with this uh, main event for WrestleMania. So, but before I ask you guys what your thoughts are, I have to touch on this. I showed this to you guys earlier in the week. Reddit put out an article that explains the why behind Vince McMahon adding Charlotte to the match. And is, this, is this just 
It's just that the fans like random theory. I don't know, but it, but it makes complete sense, though. It makes sense, but like, who? What's the source? Like, it's just a random fan that thought this up. All I know is that Bleacher Report shared this. It's a screenshot off of someone's cell phone from Reddit, and Bleacher Report shared it on Twitter. So, if this is incorrect, at Bleacher Report on Twitter, and uh, you let them know. You let them know you fucked up the fourth wall wrestlecast. Yeah, we're not trying to be the dirt sheets here. We want to give you, the, we want to give you the real news. Anyway, we're just talking so, about things. We're talking about things. Talking about things. So anyway, so I'm going to read this to you right from the article uh, from this Reddit screenshot. Years ago, in late 2001, Ric Flair showed up on Raw and revealed to Vince that he bought Stephanie and Shane's company shares to fund the WCW ECW alliance thus now making him 50% owner of the WWF. However, Rick secretly revealed to Vince, according to Dave Meltzer, that his teenage daughter wanted to someday become a wrestler and main event WrestleMania. Rick had already set the paperwork up to ensure that even if he lost power, Vince would always be legally obligated to guarantee Charlotte a spot in the main event someday once she had grown up, thus explaining Vince's bizarre and frantic tugging of his ear that night. (laughs) <laughs> if, if for those of us that saw this, we, we remember that moment. He was just kind of yeah, pulling his ear. Uh, there was no statute of limitations in place, so Vince's actions tonight on Raw were inevitable. Flair was a brilliant strategist and had his lawyers draw up an ironclad clause in his 2001 ownership deal that was simply unbreakable. So the years started ticking away. Charlotte grew up, trained to be a wrestler rose through the ranks of NXT, and now the bill has come due. Vince had to shuffle out there at the last second tonight, frustrated at feeling so helpless, fumbling his words and coming off a bit nervous. Vince McMahon hates being manipulated like that, but it was all good and legal, and a deal's a deal. So, according to this article, this is all going to come to a head. A deal's a deal. (laughs) Because that's, that's Vince McMahon logic. Yep. Hey, it makes it, if this is something that Vince McMahon would do to someone else, so you know what Ric Flair is giving him his due now. So according to this article, we might see this come to a head and might and might see the 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 real reasoning behind it on television when Ric Flair shows up. I believe in another two weeks or next week on Raw for his seventieth anniversary. Uh, wow, seventieth birthday <laughs> celebration. Can you can you believe that some bitch is making it to seventy? Uh, no, it's crazy, man, and, and and he is still going, and he still has fucking energy too. I just hope he's I, a god. I just don't he's want him to start elbow dropping the mat because I feel like he's gonna like his bones are too brittle now. He's gonna break, dude. He's custom made, and he can't <laughs> help it. He can't help it. He can't help that he looks good. He can't help that he smells good. He can't help that he can dance all night long. Okay. Woo! Woo! Was he so, not the best ever in the 1980s? Was his 1980s horseman promos not the greatest pro wrestling promos ever? <laughs> he, he, he still is the greatest. Nobody touches Ric Flair. Nope. Nobody touches go, Ric Flair. I mean, I mean, lots of women have touched Ric Flair. Well, true. Okay. Yes. Do you guys that's, think he like? Different. He's like Keith Richards, where he has done so many drugs that he has preserved himself. 
I don't know if Ric Flair ever did drugs like Keith yeah. Richards. He, I feel he like Rick was more of a drinker and yeah. a probably, you know, it was the 80s, so he obviously probably did cocaine because it's the 80s, right? Didn't everybody do cocaine in the 80s? Did you guys I watch did. the 30 for 30 for Rick no, Flair? No, I've um, never oh, seen it. You've never oh, seen you that, gotta dude? Watch that. Oh, it's so good. That guy is a fucking train wreck, man. You got to watch that 30 for 30. Like it's in, it, it gets deep. Like he was a train wreck at some point. It gets deep. You gotta watch that. Yeah. I I know. So anyway, guys. So let's talk about this article. Um, this right here is storytelling at its best, and we always talk about how we like when things are a slow burn. This was a fucking slow burn. If this is actually what the reason why Charlotte has is being added to this match at this point. What year did this story start? Two thousand one. This is during the invasion, right? This was right after Survivor Series. This is not during the invasion. This is right after the invasion ended. Guys, if you think about this, this was the Raw, the Raw after Survivor Series two thousand one. That's right. That was after the uh, the Alliance and WWF match. If you think about this, the Raw the very next night. This could be possibly the longest continuous storyline. In WWE history, there you eighteen go. They, years. They, they just set another record. Eighteen years. Yeah. Eighteen years. I mean, I'm trying at, to at this point, this. if this is the story they're going to go with, and that's amazing, then that again, they're they're proving to everyone that hey, we still know how to story tell. But even if it's not at this point, I really don't care. Um, I'm okay with seeing a triple threat match at WrestleMania. I'm okay with seeing a singles match at WrestleMania. It doesn't bother me if Charlotte gets added to the match. What are your guys' thoughts on Charlotte being added to the match? Because people are fucking up in arms about Becky being kayfabe pulled from the match. I mean, people can people can fuck off, okay? Yeah. Because I wanted to see this triple threat match forever, and I think it has the potential to be one of the greatest triple threat matches in the history of wrestling. You have a flair. You have Ronda Rousey, and you have the hottest state in pro wrestling, Becky Lynch. Fuck you if you're pissed off. That's an epic match. So where do you guys th- see this right. going? I mean, we have Ronda facing her title against Ruby Wright. We'll get into the elimination card later, but how do you guys see this playing out? This is smart because, and to get serious now, this is smart because Becky won the Royal Rumble in January, and WrestleMania is not until April. That's a long time to like have like a title match set up for her. So getting Becky off TV is good for her a bit. She needs to stay off TV for a couple weeks, and you know she has to. There needs to be an anticipation for her return. Give her two, three weeks off TV. Maybe even like lean up to maybe right after fast lane, you bring her back. You know, or maybe a little bit for it. Maybe a little too close to Mania. Maybe like the go home, the fast lane, or you bring her back at fast lane. That might make sense too. Either way, there's nothing wrong with taking her off TV, but it's going to make the audience want her more. It's going to make the audience hate Charlotte more. It's going to paint Charlotte as the explicit heel in the match, which helps protect Ronda because Ronda's having a hard time being the heel in this situation, as we saw from that awkward ass promo at, uh, at, on Raw at the end of January. This is only good. This is good creative from Raw. I guess it's Raw. Yeah, from Raw. That's a first. Yeah, right. Well, I'm interested to see how this whole thing unravels. And uh, I'm actually looking forward just to seeing how pissed off people get on Twitter because it always amuses me when I'm watching Raw and they're 
and uh, they have the Charlotte Becky segments. The all the haters on Twitter. It's quite. No, they can shut this. Put your fucking phone down and watch the show and shut the fuck up. So let's talk about um, a couple potential returns that we might be seeing pretty soon. So first is going to be Kevin Owens. They showed a little uh, video uh, this past week. Um, is this babyface KO now, guys? Absolutely. I agree. I, I think we're going to have babyface KO. I, I'm interested to see how he moves around a ring now, now that he's half the size that he used to be. Yeah. Where do we? Where does he go? Does he go to Raw or SmackDown? I can see him going to SmackDown. Yeah, me too. He's such Bro, a good he's a heel, though. Machine. Such a good heel. Why, Dude, um, this guy, John, I don't know if you've ever seen this. Um, there is a clip of Kevin Owens at a Shania Twain concert in Montreal. Or no, it's either Shania Twain or Celine Dion. I first, Dion, no, I it was Shania which Twain. It's Shania Twain. And he gets up and sings with Shania Twain. If that's not babyface, and I don't know what is. I'd want to know why Shania Twain and Kevin Owen are friends. Because they're Canadian and mm-hmm. famous. I'm looking this up right now. Right now guys. Oh, it's great. He gets on stage. So he like fan. Dude, he fangirls the fuck out. It's yeah. so funny, dude. They, they, they showed a clip on Raw, Hold I think, on. or something. I'm watching this. You guys keep talking. Right. He fangirls the fuck out. Um, so, so, Doc, if, if KO shows up on SmackDown, what, where does he go? What, what are the plans for him going into WrestleMania? Because if he's going to make his return before WrestleMania, you know he's going to be wrestling at WrestleMania. What if you bring Bray Wyatt back to, you have him take the United States title off of R-Truth at Fastlane, we'll say, mm-hmm. and then... Excuse me. And then after that, you as soon as he returns, Kevin Owens comes back the next night on Raw, comes after Bray Wyatt, boom, Owens Wyatt, United States title match, WrestleMania. Okay. Nice return for Owens. Rest returns at WrestleMania. He's 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 capable of returning at WrestleMania. He deserves a return at WrestleMania. He's a complete new perspective, complete, you know, change on his character a little bit. Like, let's see how this goes. So you think he deserves a chance. Return- He's going to return and going back into the mid card. Uh, um, for now, I mean, I Kevin think- Owens, listen, Kevin Owens is someone who can elevate the mid card. You know, so if someone can elevate the mid card, I don't mind them being in the mid card. And I look at the, I and I think you might see some of the guys who have been in the mid card that are on SmackDown recently that are now in the Elimination Chamber match. You'll see them challenge whoever wins the Chamber match leading up into Mania. Sorry, we have to go back to this. That was one of the greatest things I ever watched. <laughs> oh, my God. The best is the guy in the camera going, that's Kevin Owens. Holy shit. <laughs> Thank you for that, guys. You just made my night. No, I what if he changes Shania. his uh, his entrance music to a Shania, t- a Shania Man, Twain song? I feel song. like a woman. Like a woman. Does anyone know any other Shania Twain songs? Nope. So, so Johnny, n- n- now that you saw that video, do you think we'll see a baby face Kevin Owens when he returns? I... I think he could do it. Now now I think he could do it. I think uh Dude, after seeing that video, Kevin Owens can never be a badass again. Yeah. <laughs> but 
here, here's my thing, too. You know when he returns, he's going to get a huge pop. No matter where, what brand yeah. he goes to, people are going to fucking pop when his music hits. So I think whether they want him to or not, he's just going to become a babyface now. Yeah, people are going to be excited he's back. You're absolutely right. It's going to happen to Roman Reigns, too. It's going to yeah. happen to Sammy. You always get that initial excitement. Well, it's going to happen to Roman. Yeah. The hard thing, Hands down. Listen, the hard thing is keeping that excitement two, three weeks later. Right. That's what's hard about coming back. Right. That's the real test. All right, guys. Let's talk about the Revival winning the Raw Tag Team titles. I don't want to spend too much time on these guys. I want to get into the Elimination Chamber card. But uh, it looks like both Doc and Johnny are fighting over who gets to talk first. So go ahead, Don. All right, fine. All right, fine, I am gonna go. Well, we're we're gonna let the third man talk. This is WWE saving them from leaving for AEW. I get that. But if there's any team that deserves it the most, it's the Brainbusters too. They're fucking awesome. <laughs> they deserved Brain it months bu- ago. Months ago. Brainbusters too. Why did it take why did it take them asking for the release, almost going to AEW or wherever the fuck they were gonna end up? For this to happen, I, I don't know. I wish it didn't. You're absolutely right, man. Like it's absolutely absurd. It's like this, but let's talk about how this is the first major booking decision that was brought on because of AEW. We don't like, know if this it happened. Was. We don't. Yes, know it, if was. it was. Stop that. Stop that. All right. All right. Stop that. They so answered their release. They answered their release, and they were tag team champions three what three weeks later, yep. four weeks later. Yep. Come Doc, on. You, you, so, you read the dirt sheets too much. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't think this has anything to do with. Well, here's the thing: the dirt sheets said that the revival asked for their release. There's no proof that they did. So I tend to believe that the revival maybe, maybe there was a conversation, but I don't know if they actually officially asked for their release and were looking to leave, and AEW was even an option. Okay, so. Even if they didn't ask for their release, you don't think WWE saw what was going on and said, man, we better do something about some of these tag teams we have and get the belts on the right people and start doing these feuds, right? No, I, I definitely see that. Because oh, they, well, they, they know they have competition that, coming. That, my friend, would be AEW affecting a booking decision in WWE. Right. Got you there, Bones. Yeah. No. You, and you make, after, you make a after the match, in their interview, they even called out the young, in, indirectly, I feel, called out the young bucks in AEW, some of the greatest tag team, greatest tag division, all that stuff. So, like, they're ready to go toe-to-toe. They're not going to sit there and let the AEW win the tag team wars right away. Like, I saw a revival team that's ready to go and be fighting strong champions for a long time. Um, but more importantly... The more important thing of the revival winning the title, the request they have made, the request they have made to bring back the Demolition Heart Foundation era tag team title yes, belts. Yes. Woo! Yes. I'm so excited for that. Please. I mean, if Cody Rhodes can get the original white intercontinental belt, I think this is this should happen. Yeah. Oh, this should absolutely happen. The days when title belts were beautiful, beautiful creations. Yeah. I have run one request for the revival during their title run. Actually, it's more of a request for CFO. Can we get him some new music? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I like their entrance. No, you don't. No, you don't. I do. 
No, you say don't. Yeah. Say no. Would the fucking Kool-Aid <laughs> man sing that? The fucking Kool-Aid man. Uh, all right, guys. Let's get into Elimination Chamber. Ooh. So oh, one of my favorite one of my favorite lesser shows. It is because I always look forward to the Elimination Chamber matches themselves. Uh, I, I personally let's talk about the pay-per-view itself real quick. I personally feel my only gripe with this pay-per-view is that it comes too soon after Royal Rumble. I feel like the first quarter, January through whenever WrestleMania falls, whether it's end of March or beginning of April, depending on the year, I think during within that span there should be Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and only one pay-per-view in between. I think February, oh, yeah. you should have a month off, build stories from mm-hmm. ro- through all of February, and then in March, have Elimination Chamber for whatever brand did not win the Royal Rumble to set up a number one contender match for Mania. So that way you have your two Mania main events set from both brands. Okay. I, I slightly disagree with your timing. I think that Elimination Guard should still be at the end of February. So you have a month-long build into WrestleMania, which would be in late March, early April. And then after WrestleMania, there shouldn't be another paper. Back, backlash should be in May, and then you just keep going forward. You know, Doc, like, I really hate it when, when you make sense. Me too. You know what I also, you know what you also hate when I tell you that I don't even want to record a fast lane preview show because I think that pay per view is stupid. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But now watch, we get like this fucking amazing card that should be the WrestleMania worthy. Yeah, it's good. Watch it be better than Mania. Right? <laughs> doubt it. Sorry. I anyway, so let, let's run down the card real quick. So, guys, the. One match I'm really excited for. We got Braun Strowman facing Baron Corbin in a no DQ match. So yeah. <laughs> so first of all, why? Why do we need to have this match? <laughs> is, is it bad that I didn't even know this match was on the card until you well, told me before we started our show? <laughs> well, the, they announced it on Raw like towards the end of the night. And then it was announced the following day on Twitter that it was going to be a no DQ match. I don't understand why. I feel like this match does not need to be on the card, and they could have a Raw tag title match on the card instead. Right. So hey, why not have exactly? Why I mean, not have I, revival with Rudy Gable again? Yeah, yeah I, I get the, I get the Raw match, but I mean I don't think there's anything going on right there right now. So I I, I understand why that's not on the card. What? But, there's nothing going on there right now. Yeah, they, they just won the tag title, so why titles? not? There's a lot going on right now. There's plenty of going no, on. No, 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 no. That match should be on the goddamn pre-show instead of Akira and Murphy. Well, hey, hold on, hold on. Time out. I'm the- saying Strowman and Corbin shouldn't even be on the damn card. That match should be gone, and it should be a rematch between Rudy and Gable Rival. One, that match was fucking awesome. Yes, it and was. two, it was the it was the most interesting thing to happen to the Raw Tag Titles in God knows how long. No rematches. So. Yeah, but they deserve the rematch. They yeah, but they, they can still the have. Rematch. There's no rematch clause. Does not mean you can't physically have a rematch. I know. God damn, third man. All right, let me ask you guys this. So third man, third man brings up the the kickoff show. There's only seven matches on this card. So is this a going to be a very short pay per view, which I think we could all use after the seven hours of fucking Royal Rumble, or? Is the elimination cha- the two elimination chamber matches going to be almost an hour long, similar to the Royal Rumble? 
Mm. And are they going to put, like, Strowman and Corbin and the Cruiserweight match on the kickoff show? Um, it's it's going to be three, three and a half hours long. You don't think it's going to be a, a, a long one, huh? I don't think so either. Okay. Uh, I think at, at no, the most, no, the no. Elimination Chamber matches could have between 30 to maybe 40 minutes. It won't be anything less than 30 minutes. Um, and we will have a 7 o'clock start, a one-hour kickoff show, and it goes 8 to 11. Okay. I could use that. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think we could have one match on the kickoff show, and that'll be the Cruiserweight match. And you'll be fine. Yeah. Right. I, I think... I think if, if they if they paced the night like that, that that's the best thing they could do. But now, well, first of all, let's finish off with Strowman and Corbin because that leads me into my, into I'm going to skip around here in the order I have on our notes to another match. So Strowman <coughs> and Corbin, um, I don't care about this match. I don't know what the end result is. I don't know why they're doing this. Who, who's going to win? Strowman. Yeah, Strowman. I mean, it's going to be Kurt Angle because you know Kurt Angle and McIntyre are going to be involved. It's a no fucking DQ match. Bring all your friends from the locker room out to the ring with you. It's you know, going to yeah. be. It's going to set up a tag match, probably at um, Fastlane. Fastlane. McIntyre and Corbin versus Angle and Strowman. Cor- McIntyre needs so much better than this. And Angle needs to just stop wrestling at this point. Well, Brock Lesnar's in the way of Drew McIntyre right now. Let's be real here. Yeah. McIntyre could be fighting. I don't know. He already beat Kurt Angle. He could be in matches with other big names to help put him over and make him a strong contender for whoever wins the title at WrestleMania. They're not, they need to build him for Mania because I, I see McIntyre being the one to go for the Universal Championship after, right after Mania. Yeah, it's not going to happen until the Raw after Mania, though. It's going to happen the next night on Raw. You're not going to see it before then. It's unfortunate. So, all right, so anyway, that's going to lead me to my next match, going back to the kickoff show. So we have the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. We have McMiz defending against the Usos. Well, Uh, Jimmy Uso gets Mm, Awkward. Um, He was drunk and squaring up with the cop. Not driving though. I think I think Naomi was driving, and and they didn't say Naomi was drunk. So at least he wasn't. Drunk. At, least, at least it yeah, won't be a DUI or anything. Yeah. So this is uh, the second time Jimmy has had a run with the cops pre WrestleMania. Around the same time, yeah. I believe it was last year. Yeah. <laughs> he had the he had the DUI or something last year, but um, so. There's been no official word from WWE if the Usos are still going to be at Elimination Chamber. I would have to assume they won't be. But then again, if you have Vince McMahon's bankroll, Vince can make a few phone calls and make this go away. Go away, yeah. But No, even if it doesn't go away, the match is going to stay the same. You think so? So Yeah, it's too late in the game. It's too late in the game. Well, here's what I think they could do. If the Usos, if Jimmy cannot be there and cannot wrestle... They throw another match on the kickoff show, and they have a fatal four-way tag team match. Winner of that faces McMiz on the main card. You could have Ooh. Sanity. You could have the Good Brothers. You could have the New Day. You could have the Bar. and But have the Good Brothers or Sanity win it. Give us a different right. team. 
Yeah, you could do that, but I I don't see a world where the Usos aren't. The Usos are fighting. They're probably not going to win now. Well, they kind of almost. I know because you could have you can break you can start the breakup between Shane McMahon and the Miz at Fastlane too, and have that go through Fastlane. So so McMahon and the Miz can win this match. Yeah, and and I see them still winning it because we 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 all know that the end result here is going to be Miz versus Shane. Probably at WrestleMania. WrestleMania. They and have plenty less. of time to, to break this up and really build to that. They could build unless, that in a short amount of time. Unless the team gets super over it. Because I'll tell you what, the in-ring segment between the Usos and McMahon and the Miz on SmackDown this week was really, really fucking good. good. They were Both teams are really good, really strong. And you can maybe just say, you know what? Jimmy just got arrested. I'm not sure where to go. Right. How about we just keep you as champions to Mania and you do this at SummerSlam you do your fight at SummerSlam instead? That'd be cool. That, that's another another one of the big four, big five. There's plenty of so. there's plenty of big matches going on at Mania right now where you can lose that match and still be okay. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, so Doc, you said you think McMiz is gonna retain? Yeah, I think especially after this whole incident with Jimmy, they kind of have to retain at this point. Yeah, I'm with you. John, you agree the same? I agree. There's no other way to do this, to do this right now. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's talk about another match, which I think is going to be the match that's going to make the man. I think this <laughs> is finally the opportunity that Finn Balor has needed for a long time. Finn Balor is going to be facing Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. Q Johnny. <clears throat> Lashley. 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 <laughs> I love it. So, yes, you heard me right. Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush for the Intercontinental title. I'm just going to say it. It's the most obvious booking. Finn Balor pins Leo Rush and wins the IC title. Set. Up a rematch of Fastlane, which Finn wins again, and then goes into the WrestleMania's Intercontinental Champion with a new opponent. Next, or but wait, or I could also see Leo Rush <laughs> and Bobby Lashley trying to do a swerve, and the next night on Raw going. Well, you see the rules in the contract said you had to pin Bobby Lashley yeah, in the title. Be the lamest thing ever. It's yeah, so lame. and then they're just gonna. I don't want them to keep it to, to draw it out like that. I'd be okay if there was no uh, rematch of Fastlane, and you let. You let Finn build another storyline with someone else for him to face at WrestleMania. I think you could do something where Finn and Lashley do the rematch of Fastlane and Finn wins at Fastlane too. Because Bobby Lashley should be putting people over at like Finn Balor at this point. And then at Fastlane, his next challenger comes up and attacks him right after he wins. Wherever that challenger that? may be. Who, who's the next challenger? Leo Rush. <laughs> 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 Um, <laughs> throw a name out there. Throw a name out there. Dean Ambrose. I was last, just gonna. I was thinking the feud, same thing. Last few Finn Balor's who sends sends him away after Mania, or even maybe EC three. Ooh, already that'd be EC3. cool. Three, I could see that. It's it's the the win, or you can make it a multi man match. EC three, EC three was thrown right into a feud with Dean Ambrose, where he won his first match. He is exactly the look that Vince McMahon loves. He's right. not a bad wrestler. 
Like, not at all. He, he, he's, he's entertaining when he, he's pretty entertaining when his promos. Like, there's no reason why he won't be in the mid card title picture relatively quickly. Right. You know, I could even see a world where Finn beats EC3 at, you know, Mania. And then maybe at Money in the Bank, he loses the title to EC3 and then moves on to challenge, you know, for the world title at SummerSlam. Right. I think we all agree that in 2019, Finn Balor needs to be back in the top of the car in the world title yep. picture, whatever, whatever show he's on. Yes, and, and I think right now this is the McMahon's opportunity to show, hey, we're not forgetting about Finn. We're going to let him run with this IC title for a while, and when he drops it, then we're going to put him back in the championship picture. Yep. Uh, and, I think that, apparently that, that, that was my agree. dogs want to be. They want to be part of the show again. They apparently agree. Yeah, they're also fans. They're, they're members of the Balor Club. They're whining because Finn hasn't gotten his due from WWE since his injury. So you know who else has not really gotten their due? That's my girl, Ruby Riot. Oh, but, there we go. but she is facing Ronda Rousey at Elimination Chamber for the Raw Women's Championship. I definitely feel like this is a filler match for Ronda. But I feel like this is a way for them to enhance Charlotte being added to the main event now. Because, all right, so this is what I foresee. This is some fantasy booking. Ruby is going to win the match. I'm going to start start off with that. Becky Lynch is suspended, but she, you know, she buys a ticket. And she sits front row all night and sticks around for the Ronda match. Charlotte interferes. Charlotte attacks Ruby Riot, which causes Ronda to lose, Ruby to get the win, but Ruby does not get the championship. This protects Ruby. Ruby did never pinned. She was ne- never tapped out. So this right. could lead up to something else for Ruby down the road, whether, she, whether things get shaken up and she switches brands. It still makes her look strong, and it protects mm-hmm. her. Because I mm-hmm. swear to God, if Ruby fucking taps, I'm f- shutting the fucking thing off. Are you going to riot? Uh, I will riot. fucking riot, riot if she taps out to Ronda. Because and Bones, they have... just... No, 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 finish, because you, you were getting angry. I thought you were done. I'm sorry. Finish. No, no, I'm I'm, I'm never done. Mm-hmm. Um, Bones. No, R- Ruby is a strong talent, and she's a strong title contender. She could be a strong heel champion if they fucking give her the chance. So creative better not fuck this up, and she cannot get pinned, and she cannot tap out. Now you can talk, Doc. Ruby, you might want to get that restraining order ready. Yeah, right. (laughs) But also, I also agree in the fact that, like, you know, Charlotte costing Ronda her undefeated streak, that helps build heat on Charlotte, too. Right, and it also still makes still makes Ronda look strong because she never tapped out and she was never pinned either. Right, she got it. She has an L, but no one really defeated her. Right, Ruby just needs to have a strong showing in this match. That's all. Mm-hmm. She needs to look like she belongs. If, yeah, I would love it if she comes out on the stage and tells Liv and Sarah, "Hey, you guys go back. I got this." So, right. No, yeah, happens, it's just one of those happens, moments. They stole that from you. What, what stole what from me? They stole that idea from you. If that actually happens. If it happens, right. That, because someone, someone's listening to Fourth Wall right now. <laughs> so, all right. So that's how I think this match is going. What do you guys think? Uh, I think Ronda at least leaves as champion. Um, 
I, I like your idea. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'll just say Ronda leaves a champion. She probably wins the match. You know, I don't know if they're going to do that and break the undefeated streak now, but that'd be a pretty creative way to do it. But I, I think at the end of the day, I think Ronda's going to win and she's going to win by tap out or something. I know Ronda's going to win. She's not going to go into WrestleMania not undefeated. Yeah, th- th- there's too much build in WrestleMania. See, I don't know. I think the undefeated thing doesn't isn't a big thing for Ronda. She doesn't need to be undefeated still. She could have an L on her record. Especially we know that she is. DQ loss, you know? But she is. But she is. And well, we know that, but no one else does. We'll just wait and see, and I'll just be pissed off at the results. Uh, so anyway, so next we have the Cruiserweight Championship match. We have Buddy Murphy defending against Akira Tozawa. Do you, can Akira Tozawa become a two-time Cruiserweight Champion? Ah! 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 Nah, uh, I don't nah, think so. Nah, not in this situation. Nah, in this I, situation. I, I agree, but Buddy Murphy's going to retain. He's going to be champion in the WrestleMania. I, I don't Let's see where know. he's at at WrestleMania. Yeah, like who else could be the one to take the title from Buddy at this point? Ricochet. I know, hey, Drake Maverick has been saying that you're going to be seeing some new talent coming up to 205 in the upcoming months. So You could be on 205 and NXT. You could do both. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they just had Drew Gulak on 205 and put on a fucking clinic with uh, Matt Riddle last week. Mm-hmm. That was the fucking match of the week, in my opinion. So, yeah, so I think Buddy Murphy's going to retain in this match. Um, and then let's go on to the women's tag team championship elimination chamber match. We have the Samoan slaughterhouse versus the riot squad versus fire and desire versus the iconics versus the boss and hug connection versus the fabulous glow. Well, let's just talk about these names guys. Do we have to? Samoan Slaughterhouse. That obviously is Nia Jackson Tamina. Um, All right. As as bad as some of these names are, I'm glad that these are now. I feel like they're legit tag teams. Like once you have that name, I feel like cool. Now you're a team. You're not just Mandy and Sonya or Naomi and Mella. Yeah, you actually have a name. You're actually a team. Like them or hate them, they got team names. So. They had two two three-way matches on Raw, one on Raw, one on SmackDown to determine the order or at least what, what first what the first two teams were going to be. So from Raw, we have the Boston Hug Connection, Sasha and Bailey, and they're going to be opening up with Mandy and Sonya. Am I correct in saying yeah. that? Yeah. Mandy yes. and Sonya. So we'll have uh, the Riot Squad, Nia and Tamina, Mela and Naomi, and the Iconics all in their pods. We've talked about this. We've fantasy booked this. Uh, I think the way it's going, it's going to be Nia and Tamina. Um, I would like to see the Riot Squad win it. I don't think now is their time. Um, I could see there being a swerve and it, and Fabulous Glow wins. You read my mind, dude. I was like, there could be a Fabulous Glow swerve here. I, 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 I enjoy that combo of Naomi and Carmella. That makes sense to me. Yeah, after watching them this week, too, I'm really... I like this team better than Naomi and Asuka. Agreed. 
No one's improved more in the past year than Carmella. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I love that she's like got rid of the blonde and dropped the Staten Island. I I finally realized the reason I hated her so much is because of the Staten Island thing, and I fucking loathe Staten Island. Mm -hmm. (laughs) S-I and Y. Loathe Staten Island. I think... And I'm unapologetic about it. I think you might see Fabius Glow win, but then lose him right away to a returning jumping bomb angels. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> God no, I, I could definitely see them lose lose the titles pretty quickly, too, and that's when I maybe they'll lose them to Nia and Tamina, and then at WrestleMania, we'll see the Boston Nut right. Connection have their moment to uh, win the ta- Women's Tag Team Championships. So that way we could have that... Uh, that WrestleMania moment at the end of the night with Charlotte holding the SmackDown title, Becky holding the Raw title, not happening. and Sasha and Bailey with the tag titles. It's not happening. But um, all in you, all, it's, not, ha- it's not happening. It, it, you'll see. Just wait. Um, but I'm looking forward to this match, man. I'm excited to see this match. I really hope uh, Tamina doesn't fuck it up because uh I'm sorry guys I have to say it and for any Tamina fans out there I apologize don't at me but uh Tamina is trash oh my god wow. she, she's fucking terrible like I asked Doc I'm like Doc when you see them walk on your screen don't they just like they like who pisses you off when you watch a wrestler walk on the screen John I mean uh for me it's Naya and Tamina like that just pisses you like off when they come there. on screen. She doesn't even look like she wants to be there. No, she doesn't. She has no <laughs> charisma, no character, no nothing. Even when they showed that fucking backstage little uh, interview with Tamina and Naya, Tamina kept trying to talk over Naya. I'm like, girl, you know how to fucking do a promo. What are you doing? Look like a fucking <laughs> yeah. idiot. And she's so fucking bad in the ring ever. too. She's so bad in the ring. She's so stiff and slow. Oh. It pisses me off, man. She she could be so good. She comes from an amazing legacy. I mean, she's also like in what her early to mid forties. Not like she's a spring chicken. But even when she was younger, man, I felt I felt this way about her since day one. No, I agree. That that's just my you, opinion, man. And it's unfortunate, man. She's part of the Anoa'i family. She's fucking Jimmy Superfly Snooker's daughter, and she just doesn't do the family any justice, man. And that's just my opinion. I got a lot of Tamina and Naya hate. But I'm sorry. But you know what else? 41. You know what else? You know what else you're gonna say about uh, about the two of them after uh, Sunday? They're and probably new. The first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. WWE Women's Champions. You wanna know why? Because Sasha and Bailey beating them at WrestleMania is the best story. Yep. Right. Well, I mean, it, it's it's. I like how a lot of these matches aren't that predictable because they could go so many different ways and so many different ways make sense, even in terms of the way creative has been going now. Um, I I just think that to make this tag division um, really mean something after Elimination Chamber, they have to start bulking up the women's rosters or at least they got to get to, we got to get to that shake up real quick, man, because we right. need to we need to solidify who the tag team women's tag teams are and the women's singles wrestlers are, and right. we need to keep that separate because I think we're going to see a lot of tag teams with singles titles as well. Mm-hmm. Agreed. 
So let's go to the main event, what I think is going to probably main event. There's a chance the women's tag titles might main event, though. Uh-uh. No way. Chance. No, no, no. There's not, there's not enough big name talent at that match. I'm sorry. There's just not. You think it'll be the WWE Championship? It has to be. Right. There's just well, it's the only. It's the only. It has to be. Or is there no chance in hell? See what oh I did god. there? Oh my god! That was worse. See what you did there? That was worse than me. <laughs> All right, so we got the WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match. We got Daniel Bryan defending against Samoa Joe, Kofi Kingston, who was the fucking Iron Man this week. We'll talk about that. Uh, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, and AJ Styles. So what do we think about Kofi Kingston's performance this week? It was epic. Yeah. I've always always liked Kofi, and he continues to impress this far into his career. So that match was awesome. It's nice to see we've been calling for it for a long time here at the fourth wall cast. Kofi and the New Day out of the tag division and into singles feuds. Um, I don't think, I think Kofi was impressive on SmackDown this week. He obviously it's epic performance. One of the top performances of his career. Doesn't mean he's going to win on Sunday though. Um, I think the only person that you could have, the only two people you could have beat Daniel Bryan or Samoa Joe and Randy Orton. Um, I think this is a great opportunity to put the title on Samoa Joe just not sure they're going to go that route yet. I don't know if maybe you saved that for Mania. Go ahead, Johnny. No, I mean, I don't even know where to start here, to be honest with you. There's just so much going on in this match that I don't even know who's going to win. I, I, I don't. I like that the match is un, very unpredictable. Yeah. Like, you, you could swerve it and have Kofi win. If Daniel Bryan retains, that makes sense. If Joe or Orton or AJ Styles, the only person that doesn't make sense to have win this match is Randy. Is Randy Orton? It's Jeff Hardy. Jeff, Jeff Hardy. Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Stupid dance. Yeah, Jeff Hardy does not need to win this. I think if Orton wins, there will be heat. I, I just think that'll be heat because didn't he win? Orton's on his way out. I'm telling I think, you. Wasn't it last year or two years ago? He was the champ. That was two years ago, 2017, right? The whole Jinder Mahal project. It's cool they put him in the match. He's a good person to have in this style match. But, Doc, I, I do agree. Kofi very well could win on Sunday and then lose it to Orton or Samoa Joe next month at Fastlane. He could lose then, it. If he won on Sunday, he could lose it on SmackDown to Samoa Joe. Like the next day, <laughs> yeah. yep. but at least you know, we like you know, this is what everyone's been calling for. Let's give let's give Kofi the title. Now he could say he's a Grand Slam champion. He's had the championship. Doesn't have to be a long run, but at least give him the title and give us what we've been wanting for and craving for for years. Because you know, hey, yeah. if if him and Randy Orton, if Kofi defended the title against Randy Orton at Fastlane, that's a, that story writes itself. Yep. Right. Oh, man, does it ever. Does it ever. So that right there is smart booking. Then, okay, fine, let Randy Orton beat him then and go into Mania with the title. Then have him... I would love to see fucking Randy Orton and Samoa Joe. No, back it up, back it up, back up up the train. Hey, man, heel versus heel? That could be interesting. At this point, if Kofi Kingston is a world champion, he's facing Randy Orton. 
Kofi has to win that match at this point. Yep. He has to win that match at this point. Okay. You, so with all the with all the on screen and behind the scenes history, Orton has to put him over at that point. It's the only right thing to do. Yep. Okay, I agree with you. So if if Kofi wins and goes into Mania with the with the WWE Championship, who does he face? Samoa Joe. He faces Samoa Joe, and Big E turns on him. Boom. Ooh. There it is. There it is. So we we just booked um, your Elimination Chamber main event and your WrestleMania main event, Vince. So um, you're welcome. Um, Please have the check in the mail to us no later than Wednesday. Thank you. So, guys, um, we got quite the card. Uh, This card can go a lot of ways. Is it it quite the card or is it just a good card? card. It's a good card. It's quite the card because... It's we're in and out. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. It's, good. it's not going to be too long. I think it's a like I said, I think it's going to be a well-paced card with the exception of Strowman and Corbin. I'm not looking forward to any. I'm, I'm looking forward to every match except for Strowman and Corbin. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking it, forward it, to the it's night. It's good for what it is. It's yeah. good for like a in-between Rumble and WrestleMania show. I'll take right. this. Yep. So I'm looking forward to it. Again, I'm a, I'm looking forward to seeing how they pave the way or pave the rest of the road to WrestleMania after Elimination Chamber. Guys, we got one last thing to do. Is it that time? Oh shit! Wait, is that my alarm going off? I just hear myself say three minutes. We got three minutes and we're out of here. The clock is ticking and we're in the clear. We got three minutes and we're out of here. We got three minutes and we're out. We're out. All right, so for my final thought this week, I want to talk about who I think is going to be the MVP of the night and the person you're talking about the most Sunday night. And honestly, and Bose is going to love this, for me, it's Ruby Riot. I've seen her wrestle Ronda already. It was fan, It was a great match, and now they're getting a chance to do it on pay-per-view. I think you're going to leave Elimination Chamber thinking, wow, Ruby Riot is a future star for this company. And uh, before I pass it over to Sparks, I have to make one quick announcement. Um, Fame Classics, baby. <laughs> New episode leading up for Elimination Chamber. It's going to debut tomorrow. Uh, I'll be talking about Elimination Chamber 2014. Uh, Among the moments in that match uh, or in that card, Wyatt Family versus The Shield culmination of their feud and of course it took place in the in the middle of the yes movement and so take a listen and make sure and make sure you listen and enjoy if you're a patreon subscriber no no, john you said yup he said the yes movement not the yep movement oh that's the wrong the wrong era bro no fucking smart (laughs) no (laughs) no what do you got for us smarky I do agree with Ruby Wright, but I think your MVPs here are going to be people that I think we're overlooking, and that is, well, right now at least, and uh, that is, excuse me, Kofi Kingston, who I think is going to, he might come out as champ, and believe it or not, uh, Leo Rush, Leo Rush is up with the big boys right now, he's going to have a hell of a match. I, I can see that. I mean, Leo Rush did put on a pretty good one-on-one match with Finn Balor on Raw last week. 
Get the fuck out of here. Leo Rush is not going to be the goddamn MVP of the night. He's in a match with Finn Balor. Shut the fuck up. What do you have to say to yourself, third man? I'm too tired to argue. Yeah. Shut don't, your damn mouth. Don't buy a house. Uh, don't buy a house. All right. Well, my MVP for Elimination Chamber uh, is that I think is also going to be Ruby Riot. I feel like she's going to have a really strong showing in her match against Ronda Rousey. And uh, like I said, if, if they book it right and they, they protect her and keep her still looking strong going into the rest of the road to WrestleMania, I think we're, we're good to go with Ruby Riot. And I think the Riot Squad also on the other side is going to have a really good showing in the Chamber match. And it's going to make the Agreed, Riot man. Squad overall look strong coming out of Elimination Chamber. When I, when I watch old like pay-per-views, it's funny to watch sometimes when I see like like, you know, guys like Triple H early in their time, but putting on their first really good matches where you're seeing the glimpses of greatness. Same with Austin. And this could be maybe one of those nights where we get that from the Riot Squad. Yeah. All right, fam. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We're looking forward to Elimination Chamber. Uh, we're pretty sure you guys are too. Be sure to tune in late Sunday night, a la early Monday morning for Sunday Night Aftermath with Bones and Doc as we discuss our uh, our news and reviews from the Elimination Chamber match. We'll go over the results and talk about our thoughts as we now are still on the road to WrestleMania. So, if this is your first time tuning in, I am JC Bones, and you can follow me on Twitter at JC Bones. I am Doc Haas, and you can follow me on Twitter at D-R-H-A-A-S-E, number 4-W-C. And I am the third man, Johnny Smarks. And you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Smarks a lot. And we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fourth WallCast. Please give Wrestle Addict Radio a follow on Twitter at Addict Wrestle. Be sure to check us out every Saturday at anchor.fm slash WrestleAddictRadio. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Also, become a patron, become a supporter, show your support for the 4th Wall WrestleCast. If you've enjoyed the 4th Wall experience and want to hear more quality content, join our Patreon, patreon.com backslash 4th Wall WrestleCast to get early access to our weekly shows, exclusive audio content. You will get shows like Kayfabe Classics, Sunday Night Aftermath, Smarky's Singles Run, and much more. That show sucks, by the way. Kayfabe Classics? I know. I don't like it. I, I, lo- I love the banter between these two. So please tell all your friends, please tell all your friends to like, share, and subscribe and help this thing continue to grow into the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Goodbye and good night. Say yeah. Come back to us, Becky. Say yeah.
Talk to you later, brother. Later, guys. Later yeah. on. Hey, Smarky. Shut up. Oh. Hey, Smarky. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>